So one of my favorite MCU memories is uh, watching Agents of Seal season one. So that show aired on a Tuesday, and you watch this episode where all these crazy things happen, um, where, where you're kind of back at a who-can-you-trust moment. Then you go to the theater in Friday, and you watch Captain America the Winter Soldier on a Friday, and it just adds all of this context to what just happened on Tuesday. When you come back next Tuesday, everything just kind of falls into place. It's this really crazy, um, and I kind of use the word transmedia um, moment um, that I've never really seen before. Um, but even though Jeff Loeb, the, the head honcho of Marvel Television, keeps saying hashtag it's all connected... Um, it's become pretty clear that this illusion is pretty much just a facade. Um, and we've all seen Infinity War, and we know there is no ref- there are no references to Coulson or the Defenders or the Runaways or Inhumans, although that was probably asking for too much. Um, and I think MCU fans have kind of accepted that um, it's just not logistically possible. There, there is studio politics. Marvel Television is a different uh, company entirely. Um, but all that aside, we're not even sure how a TV movie within a uh, crossover would even work. Um, so disregarding all of the scheduling, all the politics, all the logistics, let's explore a little bit of how that might be possible. Um, so this is the third episode of AP Marvel that we're recording. Um, presumably the third one that will release. Uh, I'm Chris Compendio. Uh, as always, I got Izzy with me. Hello, Izzy. Hi! <laughs> and Anthony. Hello. Hey! What's up? Wow, we're all excited here. And I gotta <laughs> guess, I got Cooper Hood up in here. What's up? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, tell us a little about your background. I know we, had, we kind of had a uh, shared uh, heritage, let's call it, but we <laughs> haven't really met each other until right, right now, honestly. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I got started in this by just, you know, starting up a Twitter account, just dedicated yeah. to Marvel stuff. Uh, then MCU Exchange came after me, started work, started writing for them for a year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And I think right after I left was when I think you came on, Chris. So we did not yeah. have any <laughs> overlap there. But yeah. then, so I left MCU Exchange to go do Screen Rant. And then I think you came over there as well. Yeah. Uh, so we've had a little overlap, not a uh, ton of communication or anything, but I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm just, my career plan is solely just following you, it seems like. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, MCUX, very, very good people there. Oh, um, the best. Yeah, I, I was telling uh, Adam Barnhart that you're going to be on an episode, and he, he seemed pretty excited. Um, yeah, because they, you know, of course, Adam... Caleb and Rhiannon have all moved on to Marvel News Desk. Right. Um, Izzy is one of us now. I have indoctrinated her. <laughs> so we're all now a big happy family. Um, so yeah, let's get to it. Um, I guess the prompt that I was um, kind of working with was how can a crossover work? So I kind of wanted to explore um, this comment that Joss Whedon told. Uh, I think it was around the press tour for Age of Ultron. Uh, you know Joss Whedon. He he says a lot during these interviews. What a he's very, guy. Yeah, he's very open about um, the creative process and how um, how bad it has been sometimes. Um, so he was mentioning that the, um, the showrunners who happened to be his half-brother and his sister-in-law 
Uh, they wanted to use Loki's staff for Season 2, and they were like, eh, no, we're using that for Age of Ultron. So the way he worded it was that the TV shows get the leftovers. Um, so kind of dissect that comment, whoever wants to start. Um, you know, is is that necessarily a fair thing? Is, is that, is that um, kind of leading to a um, restraint of creativity, uh, seeing how there's like some source material that is just off limits for the TV shows? Uh, I could start. I mean, I sure. was just thinking about how uh, it, one, it limits the, uh, it limits the TV shows um, because where, what was it? There's, <clears throat> oh my God, I'm blanking now. <laughs> Good start. Uh, yeah, great start. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Uh, like, fuck. <laughs> now I just completely blank. Someone else take it over. All right, hot potato. Who's taking it next? Okay, so I'm gonna take this proverbial hot potato mm-hmm. and say that I think how the MCU started was that like the movies were a base, and then from that they built off like TV, and like from that they they could do right. They built off like comic books, like TV mm-hmm. shows, as I already mentioned, like other media podcasts. I'm just throwing things out there, but like the movies are a base, and so if you look at it that way, it does make kind of it does kind of make sense that the movies, like, like the TV shows, would get the leftovers, but there are some stuff that, like the TV shows can do that like make them interesting. Like they still get like a slice of the pie, like how you were mentioning in the intro with um, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a pretty big thing, like just setting that up into like what, like pretty much like setting up the Winter Soldier, almost like setting up like this vibe of like mystery and like intrigue and deception and like who can you trust. Like, that's still mm-hmm. a pretty big slice of the pie. I remember uh, walking out the theater uh, for Cap 2, and I can overhear people I don't know. They're like, wait, does that mean Maze Hydra? And they're all like, they instantly <laughs> kind of jump to uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. talk, which I thought was fascinating. I've never seen that before. I think... I wish I was, like, there. I wish I was around for that. Like, I was invested yeah. enough. I, th- I think the problem was that the, the movies have just become too powerful. Like there's just yeah. they have too much power in the in the company itself, and they just have all the money power. So They're getting really yeah. So like I mean like at the time of Winter Soldier, yeah they were they were hot they were but they're not as I don't think they like they just keep climbing. So I think that back when Winter Soldier came out, there was still there was still a can this work vibe going on. Like what? Yeah. What's what's happened after Avengers? Yeah, I even feel like going back to when Winter Soldier came out. Like I remember the week before, they did that. Like they tagged Age of Ultra or Agents of Shield with that Nick Fury car chase, which was like the f- mm-hmm. I think like one of the first times we ever saw that. So like yeah. that was like a very cool like oh go see this movie. And I feel like even ever since like Age of Ultron, there hasn't been any like tags to Agents of Shield to be like. Mm-hmm. Hey, go see this movie. It's been pretty separate now. Um, but I do feel like, I mean, it's pretty obvious that the TV shows get the leftovers. I mean, whether it's Extremis or the Dark, Dark World Hold. cleanup. Dark yeah, Hold. like yeah. that. Dark Hold. That yeah. kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> it's it's just afterthoughts that it's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, we're still connected. But, like, the stuff, I, like, the one I found most interesting was when, like, Hammer Tech was brought into Luke Cage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, I was just like, like, I was oh, like, oh, oh cool. cool. Yeah, like you never, I never would have thought that out of everything, that would be the one to get like the biggest callback in the TV mm-hmm. shows. 
Um, at the same time, like, if, you know, when they were first announcing Iron Man 4, like, way back in the day, and people were like, oh, these are, like, the C-list heroes, like, before Iron Man, etc. were famous. Uh, so now that they're kind of A-list, like, I feel like it's the TV show who has to kind of draw from, uh, I had no clue who Daisy Johnson was before Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and they they keep they keep pulling these uh even more obscure comics things uh from from the comics lore for Shield and um in a way that kind of gives them their own space so yeah you're you're right Cooper that we haven't had like a tag uh probably since Age of Ultron and I think they're trying to um make the the links more thematic than literal. So the fact that like when around Doctor Strange came out, like we they pulled out Robbie Reyes, another mm-hmm. character I was unfamiliar with, but they they used a lot of the same visuals from Doctor Strange. Um, I thought that was a cool thing. Um, that being said, um, I can I can kind of see some struggle from the TV side, um, and this isn't Marvel, this is DC rather. But um, you know, there's always a lot of conflict between those two divisions because um, sometimes the TV shows are not legally allowed to, like, use certain things that the movies are. So when you look at, like, the Justice League cartoon, like, I think there was, like, um, what was called a bat embargo. So I think that was probably around the same time, like, the Nolan movies were coming out and, um, or maybe even before that, but the animated shows, they couldn't even use, uh, or, like live-action shows like Smallville, they couldn't even use most of the Batman characters. Um, and even recently, um, you'd think that because the Arrowverse and the uh, Man of Steel universe are separate, you'd think that that would l- allow them for more overlap, more creativity. And um, I, I, don't really, I haven't really watched Arrow, but I was following this. Um, they, the, like, Arrow was setting up Suicide Squad, and they had yeah. a hint of Harley Quinn... And then the movie guy said, no, you can't use Harley Quinn. And then they still didn't use Harley Quinn, um, even though it's a separate universe. Um, so I don't know, studio politics, um, bureaucracy. I think uh, Clark Gregg was like, he like, um, just, he said the word bureaucracy in um, response to why haven't you like teamed up with Iron Fist and Luke Cage mm-hmm. yet. Um, it's frustrating as a fan because it's totally out of our control. And we don't even know if the the persons behind all of this even even care. Um, so that being said, with the movies, you know, there was no shot in Infinity War where like you see the defenders like f- reacting to the big ship in New York or something like like something like that. Um, does that make the TV shows feel any less special? In a way, I mean, you have, like, um, Chloe Bennett kind of complaining offhand on an interview, but do we, the fans, really care that the illusion is not... that's becoming more of an illusion? I think the quality of the TV shows combined with the... the... what's the... what's the word? The fading feeling that they're no longer... like, they're gonna interact with each other. That Let's the say movies- disintegrating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. Uh, the disintegrating yeah. feeling of the TV shows and the movies interacting with each other has made Netflix shows and like any hype, if there is any, for Cloak and Dagger and Runaways and any other future seasons of S.H.I.E.L.D. to be kind of just depressing. 
It's like it's it just like it's just there's just no more. I, I for me personally, I have just not like I have very little drive to watch Luke Cage season two and Jessica Jones season two. Hmm. Even though I love the characters and I love what Jessica Jones season one did, and I love what Luke Cage season one did, I just have no interest. It, because of the lack, because you lack don't feel it's a, a part of the big picture. I mean, like, yeah, and I just, I mean, I've, I mean, I've been busy with my own personal life, so maybe sure, that's, maybe that's care. why one of the reasons why. Um, but like, I'm, I'm invested and interested in Shield. Like, I'm, I like, I'll still ask you guys questions about the show. I've just been too busy to watch it. I just, I haven't cared about the Netflix shows, or I don't care about watching uh, Cloak and Dagger. Or even the rest of War- Runaways because I'm behind on it. You're telling um, me you will never binge watch Inhumans? Oh yeah, of course. Why would I? <laughs> Did you forget I, I, about that? A grade the cinematic A-grade classic content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like, also, I don't. I I I find it really cheesy in a very like in the Netflix show specifically where it's like very grounded and gritty and dark and mysterious that like they'll reference really cheesy like the the incident and and <laughs> the whole thing like, but yeah. like they'll reference all of like the the og avengers like they won't even reference like scarlet witch or the flag waver or <laughs> yeah like can, it just it just becomes so cheesy just like name them everyone knows who they are yeah. everyone in this well, universe knows who they are you don't have to d- go around it by like saying like a uh, descript like some weird dumb superlative for who they are, and they I did. Don't know, fi- I always found that dumb. They did finally do that in season two, of Jessica Jones, right? They like actually had they named Cap by name, I believe, or at least had like an action figure of him or something. Like yeah, the the little kid had yeah. Uh, oh, look at my Captain America action figure, and uh, I mean, I think um, Foggy name dropped Cap in. Daredevil season one. I don't. Right. There is. I don't think there's a legal reason why um, they can't do that. I think that's. <sighs> why don't they mention the Sokovia Accords? Why well, don't they right. mention well, Age of Ultron? Well, mm-hmm. that in that same season, that like they mentioned the raft like five mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Which at in that same timeline, then Cap would be a fugitive from the law. So why is this kid like even still looking up to him in the first place? Like, <laughs> they, well, like mean, they get their hair, they get hairs crossed all the time. I think that, I think that idea comes from like, why are they still watching uh, Captain America videos in, in Spider-Man homecoming and homecoming? Yeah. Yeah. They at least make a joke of it though. Like it's yeah, a war sure. criminal now. Yeah. 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 I think, um, yeah, go ahead, Izzy. I think, what also I think just creates like this lack of care, like coming from someone who's known as like dressing up as Jessica Jones in school, dressing up like Jessica Jones in college. Like I have mm-hmm. not watched this. I have not watched season two yet. I haven't caught up on all the shows because you also don't really know where the Netflix shows fit in the timeline. You just know it's after mm-hmm. the Avengers, but like they don't, ref- they're not like Shield. They don't reference Age of Ultron at all. Like they, don't- they will probably not reference Infinity War or anything that's happened. Like even Luke Cage, like a very, african-american centric tv show like i would be very i'd be very happy but i'd be very surprised if they mentioned black panther or or wakanda at all Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like i think just that timelessness like contributes to like a lot contributes like that feeling of like a lack of care like you don't really know where it is like and theoretically the events that happen in defenders like the avengers would probably hear about 
but it's never mentioned at all. So, yeah. There seems to be a... Um, they're not taking advantage of the tools they have at their disposal. So, um, kind of going back to, you know, the flag waver and the green guy, um, I feel like that was their way of, oh yeah, the, these people are just a part of our world. Like, that's that's how they would mention them, but I don't think that's the case. And even so, they I think they overuse that device. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I got... I was really disappointed when Luke Cage never mentioned the Hulk incident because that was in Harlem. Um, I thought that that definitely kind of broke the illusion a little bit. The fact that there was no consideration. And that was also the same one that kept mentioning Barack Obama when Barack Obama is not the president in this universe. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, Pops could have just said, I remember when Hulk came running through here. (laughs) Or something like that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like they. First one, never, never do that impression again. Second. No, I'm sorry. I had, I, I, I like, I had, I was like drinking something before, so it was, my, my voice was jargled. I was kind of. Oh yes, yes. I'm sure that'll register in the audio. Oh, of course, it will register. Um, what frustrates me the most is that it's so simple. Like making an interconnected universe is so simple. Even if it's, it doesn't have to be like line mentions. It can just be like set design or costume design. Like if you throw like. A newspaper with like a headline somewhere of like Danny Rand coming back, like this, like like Danny Rand like appears again after fifteen years of like being off and like wherever snowy on yeah. he collapsed into, mm-hmm. like just simple stuff like that, like the Stanley poster that kept coming up in like all the Netflix shows. If you put that in an Avengers movie or a movie set in New York, like that's like some continuity and like also fun Easter eggs. It's so it feels to me like it's frustratingly simple to do, but. I guess Marvel wants to go the more over extra mile and they can't go that over extra miles. They just don't do anything completely. So I have a a couple of things to add to that. One, I think that with the TV shows being more connected to the the movies, do you guys think that like the TV show and the showrunners, like the, the writers for the TV shows and the showrunners, do they, do they not want to seem like they're dependent on the movies? Probably, yeah. Because like that, that that might be something. Um, but one of the things on the movie side, though, like on Kevin Feige's end, I'm. And this was what I was gonna say next is that, w- like, they're referencing like they have references to Beta Ray Bill and uh, 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 like the quantum realm before we knew that the quantum realm was gonna be explored, and all these other random Easter eggs and side like characters and. And just a bunch of random little hints at things. They could definitely hint at the TV shows without like the uh, the mainstream audience caring about what they're seeing. Because if they, because like if I reference a random character from Marvel in a movie, the mainstream audience is gonna not gonna really get what that is. But if I reference Daredevil, the mainstream audience might not get that either because they may not watch the show. But if if you're if like hardcore fans are getting other random references, they're definitely going to be able to get TV show references. So like having a newspaper clipping or a poster or like a TV show or like a a a a, a TV showing like a bunch of random things on it that happen to be related to the Netflix shows or Shield or anything connected like that is is in my opinion on the TV's end on the movie's end, and they should. Try try to rectify that in some capacity. Cooper, yeah, anything to add? Oh, I, 
yeah, I, I just don't think. I mean, it's sad to say. I just don't think Kevin, Kevin Feige cares. That's the sad part. Like, Ooh. I mean, yeah, they can say it's an, it's you know, it's all connected. Hashtag whatever. But I mean, until I think, I mean, if Kevin Feige really wanted to, you know, get Daredevil in a movie, like he. He could get it done. I don't. I mean, yeah, he says, "Oh, you know, it's about creative freedom for the showrunners to, to do their own thing," but I don't, I just don't buy that personally. Like, you can't tell me that. Oh, we're planning, you know, Infinity War four years out, and you know, Cheo, we're gonna do. We're hoping to get you know Mike Coulter for a cameo for two seconds. Can you make it so he doesn't die and still stays yeah. in New York? Like, it's not yeah. that it's not that big unless yeah. like, he's going to appear and like all of a sudden he has a fro and like half his face is missing. And people are like, wait, <laughs> what what happened? Like, it's it's really simple to kind of get that those really small connections. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure like even Feige said that, you know, the day that they do a crossover of this kind, he doesn't want it to be that kind of wink and nod. He wants it to be like actually meaningful. And I get that where he's coming from. But it's been 10 years. We haven't got a single thing. So just give us something. That's yeah. where I'm coming from. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Not to, like Daredevil is legally dead, I think, at this point. Right. Wow. In yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if he if he showed up in Infinity War, everyone would be like, what? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I would hope that someone, even if it's not Feige, if it's like, Feige's successor, um, potentially. Yeah, if it's like one of his, like his, uh, you know, Louis Desposito or uh, Victoria Alonso or Nate Moore or someone in that whole uh, posse of producers, um, you know, I think uh, who was it? I think it was Eric Carroll who was an executive producer on Homecoming. I want to say it was him who was tasked with making. Like literally a sc- a scroll, like a, a timeline for the MCU, and I think he was also the same person who said in an interview that um oh yeah there are no defenders references in Homecoming but that would be a cool thing to do with the second movie. I don't know if he was the same one who said that. I think um, so. But, but it's but, a globe trotting yeah. movie. How are you gonna reference? <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. How are you gonna go back to that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I remember there was this fake leaked, um... Gwen Stacy audition? Uh, Chris, Chris is, I, I just yeah. want to do this for the audience, Chris sure. is doing, uh, leaked in quotes here. <laughs> God, anyway, so, um, there was, um, this post going around, I guess it was 4chan or Reddit, and it was saying that, oh, there's gonna be a scene where someone confuses, um, Spider-Man for Daredevil, and he kind of laughs it off. Um, and that, that, to me, like, that, that might be, like, that, that's kind of an organic way yeah. um, to, you know, but at the same time, when you just watch the movies, it feels like Spider-Man is the only street-level hero. Right. Um, so I'm curious, um, at com- I'm curious in comparing Homecoming to the Netflix shows because they have a very different way of depicting that um, normal guy, street-level hero kind of deal um does anyone want to pick up on that well i think i guess like if you want to compare it to like like from the start all the defenders like nothing's heroes have been painted as a more mature as like therefore more like mature audiences like with daredevil you Mm -hmm. see like 
someone's like, fist like literally rips someone's head off through the car door <laughs> and like yeah there's a lot of sex in jessica jones like it's tailored towards like that sort of grown-up market and so mm-hmm. if you i think if you even reference something like that like something from the defenders in homecoming like you tend you might tend to steer your audiences in that direction and since homecoming is pg-13 like i don't know if you want like your 13 year old kid to see like graphic sex or like well not graphic sex but just <laughs> i don't i don't know or like someone or like yeah fist gripping off someone's head with a card or, or karen play hey like blankly mm-hmm. like shooting point blank at like whatever wilson's lackey's name is i forgot his name again um evil colson no i don't, I don't it's like, uh wesley but, yeah wesley yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly like, i don't know <laughs> the owl like, guy right oh no not the owl guy wrong 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 character <laughs> But like you're going um, to steer, t- sorry, yeah, you're gonna steer in that direction. So it definitely, I can understand why they didn't reference it in Homecoming. I think that they should have referenced Spider-Man in some way in season two of like an Netflix show. But yeah. You see that weird web slinger in Queens? Like, uh, <laughs> so Jewel would be cool in season two yeah. of Luke Cage referencing Black Panther. Well, would they? I don't know. Like I said earlier, I would be very surprised. I'd be very happy, but very no idea. Someone in the barbershop says, "Want to be cool living in Wakanda," and that's it. That's it. Um, <laughs> no. Um, that that well, would Tom be Bo- better than uh, Green Guy. Uh, anything referenced uh, <laughs> in f- anything that's a reference to Phase One, it's better than that. True. Um, also, like, talk a little. Oh, we go. Sorry. Ahead. Like us. Sorry to cut off you, but like. I realize sure. like Black Panther like has become like a big has made a big impact enough that like I think it's valid like if they mention Black Panther in like Luke Cage or you, something. Yeah, you kind of yeah. have to exploit yeah. that a little bit, mm-hmm. I think. Um so I I was more going for um talk about the different ways in which Homecoming and the Netflix shows depict um living in the MCU, like being normal people. So um so you have people like in Jessica Jones being paranoid about people's superpowers. You got, you know, in Homecoming you have, um, you you got students in the bleachers playing Mary Fuck Kill with the <laughs> Avengers. Um, so I'm kind of curious. Do you do you think that these visions of what normal people in the MCU are like? Do you think they work together? Do they contradict it, each other in any way? Uh, because I, I thought that Homecoming, just reading the interviews of John Watts and all those people, it, it, it they seem to have a similar mission, but I think they had a different, pretty different approach. I just can't really put it in words, and I'm curious if any of you could. So wait, are I you saying I've, that, are oh. you saying, like, are the Defenders, like, do they act like normal people, or do they show off what it means to be a normal person in the MCU, in the Netflix I, shows? Like, do they just line as up, it, sort of, anyway? like, Yeah, I, I, I don't think either Vision is wrong, but I'm just curious if you think that they are compatible in any way. I think they're compatible yeah. because of the like we're looking at a high school. We're looking at kids. We yeah. don't really see kids in the mm-hmm. Netflix shows. Like we do see kids, but we don't really see them like conversing with other kids on the same mm-hmm. jocular level as we see them in Homecoming. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. I think yeah. it's a that's compar- what... Oh, sorry. So <laughs> that's where I was going to go like it's being told out from two different perspectives. Like homecoming is showing it as like a high schooler. Wow. It's so cool being a superhero in a world with the Avengers, but like 
and he's still fighting those street level threats. Like, you know, he's going to that deli and like, he's, you know, helping a old lady, you know, with her purse or whatever she was doing. But like, mm-hmm. then on Netflix, like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, they're dealing with like, you know, paying their rent and like, you know, like yeah. they're dealing with like adult problems, not just like alcoholism. Hey. <laughs> right. Like, it, <laughs> like it's, death it's very different. Yeah. But like, so that's where I feel like it's it still works. Like, yeah, it's not mm-hmm. picture perfect, but it may, it works enough since it's like if Peter was, you know, in his 30s, like if this was like, you know, the Tobey Maguire version <laughs> and he was still like, you know, dancing in the street, being all happy. And then like, you know, <laughs> Charlie Cox is like, you know, stumbling around and, you know, Chris and Lear's getting drunk every night. Like that's too it's it's totally different. And I would probably disagree yeah. with the statement, mm-hmm. but since their ages are so you know drastically different i feel like it still works i think also you have to take into account the uh what was it oh, shit uh how like just like the 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 environment not the environment but like how like do you we're viewing spider-man in kind of like a funny silly way whereas mm-hmm. in the netflix shows it's just dark and gritty in general my city if, if the netflix shows weren't dark and gritty it was going. It's just going to be as light and as it. It could be as light as and as silly as in Spider Man. Yeah, and I feel like one of the best ways where they would be actually like mesh well together is like Vulture. Like he feels like he would mm. fit in that Netflix like yes. corner, mm-hmm. like totally performance wise, like everything. But like he also still works opposite Tom Holland Spider Man. Whoever the, who's the guy that that built Daredevil's uh, costume. I can imagine his face. I don't remember his name. I uh, the don't know the actor's Matt Gerald. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't something Potter. It's he's like bald. some like <laughs> Russian. Potter. I feel like yeah. he's Russian for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of Russians. In he that makes the. Uh, he makes. Doesn't he make Iron Fist's costume too? In the comics? No, like, there was a report. I, like I, th- I, I think that's what he doesn't. I think that's what happens in the shows too. Like that's what's gonna happen. Iron Fist has a costume. He'll have well, apparently, like Daredevil. He should. Like, Daredevil he should instead leave, of that like, fucking like knockoff drug rug that he wears. <laughs> oh. Like Daredevil's Sorry, going I, to leave. I like, hate Iron, Iron Fist so everyone. <laughs> oh, dude! Wait till um. Apparently um. Wait, are I'm you going to tease? Adam. Oh, okay. and I was going to say, are you going to tease Iron Fist? You're going to tease Iron Fist right now? No, apparently, Ooh, like... is this a crossover episode? No, I was going to say, apparently, like, in one episode, like, Chris was saying, like, yeah, there's going to be an episode where, like, you and... About, like, Iron Fist, and, like, I was like, hello, I'm here. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then um, someone else is an opposite. And I guess there's two opposing views, so that'll be fun to do. But, um... What I was going to... We'll see if that actually comes into play. I think Adam's... Adam Barnhart's, uh worry is that i don't want to look like a, a monster <laughs> i will be i'll be so. i'll i'll be civil or like i want to i want to like have like a healthy like not a healthy but like well, healthy is the wrong word but i want to have like a like a good discussion i don't want to be like good discourse yes the good exactly discourse. but um, very hard to come by so hard. i'll hold a new punch yes. <laughs> no uh... i was gonna mention actually um i think it's better to compare spider-man with runaways because they're both targeting this sort of they're sort of yeah sorry they're showing the same sort of perspective like it's a teen perspective like runaways was being touted as the first teen series of the mcu a la like gossip girl young adult yeah like oc one tree hill and so 
I think you have to look at those two shows to see if they're lined up. But Hulu is even more far removed. Than I actually, yeah, else. I actually think that there is a slight difference between the Netflix uh, a Netflix Spider Man comparison and a Spider Man Runaways comparison. Not because there's no references in Runaways, but because from what I've seen, I have to remember I haven't watched all of it. There yet. aren't any references. There's yeah, there zero. Aren't any, no, but no, but besides the references, there's just no. It just doesn't feel like they're like, like Peter Parker as a person cannot exist in Runaways. This is also like a does coast that statement culture. make sense? Yeah, I would say there's also like a coast culture. Like it's that's all the way on the West Coast for good reason, and that's East Coast. Like I imagine, like they're very different. I also would not see Peter fitting it. Like I think it's Atlas Academy is the school in Runaways. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's, I guess like. Marvel could spin it off as like, oh, team perspectives, but it's like two different sides of the country. You know, but they, they don't like They up. could actually make a runaway Spider-Man cross thing with yeah. uh, when he does that globetrotting thing. Because yeah. he, could, he could go to the West Coast. He might well, have I'm, to I'm... for Venom. We'll see. Dear <laughs> oh, <shit>, Lord. <laughs> um... Um... I mean, I, f- I feel like a very easy way of world-building is just be, like to take those... You know, even the background elements of those shows. So, you know, uh, we got Stark Industries in the movie corner. We got uh, uh, Rand Enterprises Roxanne. in the Netflix show, and like I don't know what that company Roxanne does. Has not seemed, had very, anything to do. seemed very undefined. Yeah. yeah. Wait, and I thought um, Roxanne appeared in the movies and the TV shows. Yeah, but they it do. Hasn't done they, anything. they are whatever the plot of. <laughs> Cloak and Dagger. Whatever the plot needs them yeah. to be. So yeah. Whatever yeah. the plot yeah. of Cloak and Dagger is, that's gonna be the plot. That's what they're that's um, what they're gonna do. Yeah, and they got like what what like wizard in runaways. Um, Science wizard. So you know, I, I mean like I'm wondering like would, would Tony Stark even like know that Rand and Wizard exist? Like um like it it's it's hard to make it it's hard to make it sound natural because like when when these shows and movies reference each other, they know that the audience will notice it. It might not be something that someone says in real life, um, but it's it's kind of a it's it's kind of like a little gift. It's it, they're Easter eggs to the audiences. Mm-hmm. They're they're winks. Um, so I don't know where, if I was going to turn that into a question. Well, I, uh, I mean, I, more so I, mean like... I, I think this might help steer the the path in a in a different direction. You, sure, looking at uh, the Flash and and Arrow and never all, heard of them. All the CW shows. No. <laughs> uh, why hasn't there been a cross Shield Netflix and uh, and like Runaways, like any amount of crossover on that front? Politics. Uh, I mean, to quote Clark Gregg, bureaucracy. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's easier for Arrowverse because they're on CW. Well, yeah, but yeah. But also, I, I, when Supergirl's first season was on CBS, they still brought yeah. Grant Gustin over. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they can say it's like, oh, corporate stuff. But I, uh, there's part of me that just maybe wonders, like, is Jeff Loeb even like actually really thinking about that and actually doing anything yeah. to actually get that going? Yeah, I mean, I know with um, Supergirl, Flash, like, I I think there there was some sort of deal that had to be made. Um, but like, yeah. you know, they're all willing to do it for like the, the, uh, the purpose of making a good story. Same with, um, when, uh, Constantine mm-hmm. showed up in Arrow, yeah. I think, uh, 
that was initially like a one-time deal and now uh, now he's gonna be like a regular on yeah he's gonna be on legends yeah. i yeah. think they must have worked something out mm-hmm. um which is cool because yeah. you know i don't really like that universe but i think constantine's a cool dude mm-hmm. um so the fact that they were able to work it out and um i don't i don't know who are the players here. i don't know who has to talk to who um because i don't think it, this is not strictly a jeff Loeb decision it's no. yeah it's whoever's in charge of programming of abc of um, netflix of hulu yeah. of freeform so here so here's another question that goes off of the 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 inter tv connections um, what are the, uh, the other Marvel TV shows not connected to the MCU? You have Legion, The Gifted. Got those a thing. Is that it? Yeah, those are That's pretty two. much yeah. it. Yeah, unless you want to talk about, like, the animated ones. No, no, not no. the animated ones. Uh, yeah. Um, does Legion reference the movies? Or the events in the movies? I watched the... <laughs> no, because it's no. the closest thing Fox. Got... Yeah, closest they got to was an image of Professor X's wheelchair. That's uh, which is a big one, but that's as far as they got. Is that in now. Legion? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They Legion seems to be based in a world where the public does not know mutants exist, which is mm-hmm. weird because every movie, everyone knows the who they are. Yeah, and the gifted. I haven't watched it, but I think that is in a universe where the X Men have mysteriously disappeared. I haven't. I haven't seen it, but uh, which could make sense in when you come when you're talking about Logan. Right. Yeah. Sure. But I don't know that that whole thing is is just confused. But Je- I mean, but they never Jeff said Loeb, hashtag is all connected. Jeff Loeb so. still controls controls like how those movies come out, those TV shows come out. Correct. Yeah, yeah, like he's involved in production. Like he will go on the press tour with them. He is credited as an executive producer. But uh, do you, I, do you I have, think I do you think been... the problem stems with Jeff Loeb? Partially, I have no. Yeah, I've been trying for years figuring figuring out what he does because I don't know. <laughs> How long has Jeff Loeb been around? Since like Shield. Forever. Wait, forever? Yeah. I mean, he he's been like he was like a comics and television writer yeah. for like for a long time. I don't yeah I don't think Marvel Television was a company until a little before uh, Shield came out. If, if I think so, I think that's the case. He wrote on Smallville and Lost. That's why. And, uh, yeah, and heroes. And heroes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which season? What a show. Uh, oh, I don't know. Oh, it's premiere to November two thousand eight. Okay. He was the Jeff. Yeah. Jeff Loeb has always been an interest. I don't. I'm not sure if uh he has a good relationship with Kevin Feige, and this is all just speculation. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I he wrote he wrote the Ultimates, I think, or like one of the later, not the original, the Ultimates, but um. God damn it! What he he wrote something for Ultimate Marvel that I thought was just really bad. I have to look that up now. But like, was it uh, it was an event for everyone died basically in like very graphic and juvenile fashions. Um, I am gonna kind of scroll, but oh, do you know what he wrote? Ultimatum. That was it. <laughs> oh dear God! Wait, do you yeah. know what he wrote? Didn't he write like? Daredevil yellow and like Spider-Man blue and like Hulk gray. Yes, he did Spider-Man blue, Hulk gray, Daredevil yellow, uh, Batman hush, and Batman the Long Halloween. Because I have Spider-Man blue and Daredevil yellow. That's why. Gotcha. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> um, um, 
So I'm just these are good yeah, go stories. Ahead. So like he became executive vice president of Marvel Television in 2010. Yeah. So he's been he's been in control of this for eight years. Uh, so I was just wondering if he was like an industry person that's just been around and kind of like it's just just being bad at it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know what his television, what his production credentials are really before that. So, but I think he likens himself to a Feige esque individual. Yeah. Like he tries to be the guy at. Comic Con, like, you know, the guy talking at Comic Con, um, he does this thing which like we always make fun of, like, um, he was like, at this side we'll say run, and and this side of the room will say always run, always, and it's like this very lame, like, very ugh. dad thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He, he seems like he seems like he's trying way too hard, and. Um, I've never been made clear on um, how much control he has. Um, yeah. Because whenever something bad happens, we just kind of blame him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I And um, then here's another question. With sure. the new Disney-Fox merger, will oh, will it make God. will it make the Marvel TV and Marvel Studios easier to interact with? Mm, I doubt it. Because then you have... How would it? All these properties because that handle it. because Legion, uh, Legion is like FX, uh, all those like anything that was non MCU TV related is now home, like like just connected under. The um, same if anything, I think this is gonna make it harder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because then you have X Men to deal with, like this Disney requiring X-Men, Marvel requiring X-Men back in general, like, now you have to deal with that. I think that itself is going to be a huge challenge, well, so... Well, is it going to be harder with, like, characters, or is it going to be harder, like, at a, on a logistics standpoint? Both, because you have to combine these... You have to decide, like, do you want to combine the X-Men into your universe? Do you want to make a whole new universe and continue, like, movies Fox started? Do you want to create mm-hmm. more TV shows? It's just, like... So much material. Gotcha. Yeah, so much material that like, you don't know how to deal with it anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can get a Gambit TV show. <laughs> maybe we can get that Channing Tatum Gambit movie off the ground. Yeah. Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, just looking at the notes, um, uh, we we were talking about like the Arrowverse and how CW's TV shows kind of interact with each other. What are some like really cool qualities that make that crossover work, and how do you think it kind of evolved naturally? Like when the fact that other... those shows are on. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say other than the fact that they're all on the same network. <laughs> like, what are some ways in universe that makes it easier for them to interact? I think. I mean, you just have them popping up on each other's shows randomly. Like, it's yeah. not even a special crossover event. It's just like. You know, Bar- like Barry Allen, because he's so fast, he just pops up on Arrow for a hot second. You know, um, like using those tools. I think um, in in the real world, it's really cool having those shows air from Monday to Thursday because you have those big crossover events mm-hmm. and like part ones on Monday, and then you have part two on Tuesday, so and so, and then you have like a week long event, which you can't really do with Marvel. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. like that too. Like I'm not like I've only watched like the first two seasons of Flash before they kind of jumped the shark. But, um, 
I literally. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but like, I like the idea. Like, like Jump the Shark. Jump the Shark originally came from Happy Days, but this Jump the Shark is literally because of the shark guy in the second or third episode of Flash season two. And King Shark. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Well, what's oh, the, that's when I stopped. What's the name of the villain? I oh, think that's when I stopped. It's literally King Shark. No, I stopped like, when they... King Shark. I stopped when like they sort of... Like, I guess TV-wise jumped the shark when they did Flashpoint. Like, that's when I stopped. Yeah. Sad. Yeah, so I was... I, I get like a bunch of recommended videos now about like the CW shows. And like, it's so weird because they have like the Dark Flash... Which is, and then they have like the evil flash, like the not like anti flash, but like the ghost of the 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 speed force. Every every and villain is a speedster. Every villain, uh, it's like the like, oh yeah. my god! But like Zoom Zoom becomes a like transdimensional evil being, um, and that hunts down other speedsters. So I didn't miss much. <laughs> so it's like, it's it's. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I. I just want to say on the record, I don't believe any of this. <laughs> oh, it's oh, it's true. oh, it's oh, it's all true. <laughs> I just remember like distinctly like Chris's Facebook update when um he posted day two watching the Flash morale is low. I posted a screen cap saying we were all struck by that lightning, and I'm like, hey, it's not a bad show, and everyone's like, Izzy, what are you doing? <laughs> but like back to my main point, like. <laughs> yeah I, please <laughs> please keep this moving i like how but God yeah sake. i like the general idea of like it's like you mentioned chris like having like a week-long crossover event like it brings like the fun sort of like it's weird because like it's dc like i think people i think mainstream artists associate these days like marvel's like fun and like great and dc's just like mopey and bad and it's interesting for dc to have that kind of event that's just based on its image. And it's honestly really fun and great. I wish I continued watching all the DC shows for that. But, like, I, yeah, I don't have time. I think it's kind of intimidating now. I think they're kind of worried, like, which is why I haven't picked up back up on, like, a lot of, like, the CW, like, DC shows and, like, Supernatural. Like, it's so much now. That's seven seasons of era. That's... Like two seasons of Flash, I'm missing. That's three seasons of Supergirl. That's tomorrow. Wait a minute. There's seven sh- seasons of Arrow. I'm pretty. I'm there pretty six. This I think it's six. Oh my god! How do they keep fleshing out one of the most boring <laughs> characters in the DC universe? Okay. Not very well. I really hope that they stop at ten. Don't pull a Supernatural, please. Don't pull Jeez. a Supernatural. They they should just like, they should stop please. Arrow and then they should just bring in another character entirely and then just do a new show with that and then arrow and then whatever his name is could just pop in and out of the and like do all the crossover events or put them on how about this all the characters that you don't want to have like main shows for like title character shows you put them on legends of tomorrow that's that's like the dump that's the dumping ground Welcome back to uh, APDCCW, uh, our like, number one Arrowverse discussion podcast. But you, be, I think uh, they, but right now DC's facing a problem where, like, what do they do? Like, what happens? Like, they they don't really have like a culmination ten years thing like Infinity War. Like, there's gonna be a point when they yeah. have to stop. And I think Marvel, if Marvel TV does something like that they're going to run into that same exact problem and they're not going to know what to do. Like, DC, I don't think, knows what they're doing. Like, 
they don't know how to stop this or like refresh, <laughs> keep it refreshing with new content. Like they're trying with Black Lightning, but it's not connected in any way. So mm-hmm. I think they're trying to, I think Marvel might be trying to avoid that sort of situation of like just not knowing what to do when you've run the gambit of like the gambit of like mm-hmm. having all like these shows and material like just run out. I think that's a reason why they would avoid doing like a big TV crossover or like just having movie uh, crossovers like that. Cooper, you got anything else before I wanted to introduce something at the end? Uh, all I'll say is that you know, doing a crossover like this would like you know doing like what the Arrowverse did, where they brought like everybody together for their like mini Infinity War event, I guess. Uh, yeah. When they fought whatever aliens those were, like <laughs> the 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 problem with this on Marvel would be that like like we've mentioned earlier, like we don't even know like technically what year like these Netflix shows take place. Like agents mm-hmm. of shield is basically, you know, happening on a weekly basis. Like it follows the calendar, but like if you, once you actually cross them over and be like, yeah, this is legitimately part of the MCU. Then it's like, you raise all these other questions. Like how come these people aren't there? People are already asking like, why isn't Thor in civil war? It's like, well, how, why isn't cloak? Why aren't cloak and dagger there? It's like, that's just, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much to get to without just being like, oh, they just didn't have time. Or just like, oh, you know, we had, we wiped them away. Like So, like, are we too far gone? I, I kind of think so. Like, I almost think, as sad as it is to say, like, I love how, like, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. gives, like, winks and nods to, like, hey, we're, you know, we're here, you know, still technically. <laughs> um, but, like, I feel like it'd almost be better for them and for these other shows if they weren't actually part of the MCU. Just be like, go tell your own thing. Like, don't use the characters we used in the movies just so you don't, like, confuse people. But you don't have to be, like, you know, when, you know, Luke Cage rolls around in June or whenever this second season comes out, people are going to be like, so, like, did half of New York's population leave? Like, why aren't they addressing this? It's 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 so much to get to that it's it really just becomes difficult. The more shows they do, and Netflix wants to do, like, three or four shows a year now, it's, it's so much content to try to keep together that unless you're doing yeah. something like Star Wars where they have, like, their story group of like six people that like it's their job to like comb over books, novels, TV shows, movies to like make sure all of this stuff works canonically. Like, I don't know how they do that. And Marvel has nothing like that at this point. It's Kevin Feige doing movies and then it's Jeff Loeb, like kind of overseeing everything on TV. I want to believe that scroll is going to <laughs> put this all together, but uh, <laughs> that's very fi- optimistic. It's going to fix the Spider-Man issue. Um, yeah, and I, I I mean I wrote that feature on MCUX. That was like the first thing I wrote for that side of like, oh, they should have their own Lucasfilm story group. Yeah. And because uh, like seeing seeing the the ghost ship from Rebels, seeing that in Rogue One was like awesome. A thing that I yeah haven't really seen. Wait, really? That's um, sick. I yeah. didn't notice that. Oh yeah. They even mentioned. I, I want to say like the actual. Yeah. Um. So touching upon, and I guess we'll get into. Infinity War spoilers. <laughs> um, seeing how you mentioned uh, it was Harlem, it's half of Harlem gone. Um, <laughs> it's been really interesting seeing Marcus McFeely, the uh, screenwriters. Um, you know, back in Civil War, they were asked about, "Oh, are you going to do anything with the uh, Inhuman epidemic, <laughs> the outbreak in Shield?" And they're like, "Lamau, what? what? Are you about? Uh, <laughs> what? I don't know what's happening there." Um, and I, I think they said in in, in an interview. Um, 
they do not envy the TV showrunners for having to deal with the aftermath of uh, Infinity War. So, uh, you know, we got a new episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. tomorrow, um, and then they have two episodes after that, and I want to say Jeff Loeb said on the record that this will not affect the Netflix stories. Um, the thing that disappoints me is that I've always... I've always liked the idea of the TV shows being kind of like the equivalent of tie-in comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have like a big event, like you know, Secret Wars or Civil War or something like that, and then you have like tie-in comics to show, you know, how is that event um, affecting these other characters on the outside? And I always thought Agents of Shield um, is really the only show that has been really mm-hmm. doing that. Um, so I'm wondering. Um, is it going to upset you? Is it going to bother you that these Netflix shows are almost definitely going to ignore uh, the whole thing at yeah. the end of Infinity War? Uh, sound away, please, because I'm curious. Well, I, I mean, before I get into like the the lack of effects that might that will the the effects that will not happen in the Netflix shows, um, uh, what was it? the the Netflix shows and a lot of, and every other Marvel show other than Shield uh feels kind of like those old Marvel owned comics that weren't really connected to like the mainstream like superheroes that we know but like those other random like superhero things that like were done by third person parties do you know what i mean I feel like Men in Black is uh, yeah, even, like, like Kickass are owned like, by Marvel. Yeah, exactly. Like, like Kickass, like the Watchmen is to the DC uh, comic universe. They're not like there's no Batman in Watchmen, but Watchmen is owned by DC. So that's how I think about the Netflix shows now, and it's just kind of depressing. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think they're going to touch anything with Infinity War. They just can't. They like there's just nothing. It's just, like, what are they going to do? They're... Do you think there'll be, like, a season break where they come back and, like, the opening scene is like, hey, remember when half of us, like, got dissolved? <laughs> no, and then, the, like, yeah. The only, the only time they'll care about that is, the only time they actually cared about that or, like, how people's reactions, like, like, no one is making videos on, or, like, no one, is, like, production-wise, is sending out videos about what's going to happen on Luke Cage because of Infinity War. Whoa! <laughs> it's like, they did that with uh, Jackman and the uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. They were just like, "What? Where were Ant Man and the Wasp in Infinity War? Yeah, mm-hmm. where, video where there, were they the yeah. whole time? I wonder what they were doing." It was like purely like within movies. Like it wasn't even like yeah. he's asking about it. I think I've kind of accepted it. I've accepted that it's not going to happen, and so I'm like, I guess at peace. Like I know it'd be like st- structurally impossible. I think. Like, it'd be too coincidental if, like, none of the cats of Jessica Jones, like, disappeared. Like, that's too coincidental. Mm-hmm. So I think I've just accepted it in general. Yeah, I also just think, like, just from, like, a scheduling perspective, which is, I think is the reason a lot of these, you know, corporate people say a crossword won't happen is, like, you know, let, let I mean, we don't know if, like, Kevin Feige is, or, you know, you know, agent M on Twitter is like passing down notes to, you know, these people mm-hmm. that are running these shows and be like, Hey, by the way, I know how Infinity War ends and like half of the universe is wiped away. Make sure you guys like know this and reflect this in your new, new seasons. 
I'm guessing they don't. And so these pro- <laughs> these people probably saw the movie at the world premiere and were like, "Wait, what happened?" Like, <laughs> like Luke Cage is already wrapped, coming out in June. Daredevil season three is probably coming out later this year. Iron Man season two is winding down. Iron, Punisher season Iron, two is already Iron filming. What I say? Iron Man season Iron Man. two. Iron Man. No, yeah. if I, man, if only <laughs> get an Iron Man series. Same dude. Uh, yeah. Like Iron Fist is already filming are close to being done filming Punisher's close to being done filming probably like that's a year and a half away before we see that like so the clo- the soonest series I would even be able to address it would be Jessica Jones season three probably and like that's going to be coming out after Avengers four so like yeah. at that point if you even address it, it's like well half that stuff could have been totally redone already so like yeah it's a communication issue more than anything yeah. Yeah. Um definitely a uh I, I mean Jeff Loeb says that the T V people they get the movie scripts beforehand. So Jeff Loeb's like, Oh, I got it all spoiled for me, ha ha ha. Um He's so, weird. He's weird, man. And, yeah, yeah, I know. He it seems like only Shield is the one really taking advantage of mm-hmm. that tool. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of any potential tie-in stuff is all dependent on what happens in Avengers 4, because we don't know if that's going to take place, like, immediately after, uh, Infinity War, or if that's, or if there's going to be, like, a because the Russo's, like, doing real-time, like, the actual, you know, like, two years pass between Infinity War and Civil War, like, that's how long it takes in the, uh, in-universe. Um, or, like, like, are we gonna, like, is Avengers 4 gonna start off with, like, our heroes... Like just like yeah. like basically in a dystopia. Yeah, like, exactly. Or like, it's gonna like pick off like when they're all in Wakanda at the end. Like, yeah. Um. So the the problem with this, um, if you if you were the showrunners of Shield and you just got renewed for a sixth season, which I would love if that happened, mm-hmm. uh, because Shield is great right now. Um, let's say Avengers Four does take place a year after Infinity War. Um, what is <laughs> Shield season six going to be about? Is it going to be basically the leftovers, but with um, uh, like the Marvel version of it? Like, are you going to fire half the cast for a whole season? Um, because that's kind of if you are um, um, kind of holding yourself to the um, the canon to the movie canon. You know, you have to respect that. Mm-hmm. Like, when S.H.I.E.L.D. was taken down in Cap 2, that became a huge uh, yeah. plot development for the TV show, yeah. and probably for the better, even though, mm-hmm. like, they were sitting at the world premiere and be like, wait, did they just cancel our show <laughs> in front of our eyes? Um, so, uh, I don't know. Let's. I know we are not a writer's room, but uh, <laughs> uh, how do you... Uh, Making the assumption, the very optimistic assumption that Shield is back, um, how would you, in a story matter, how would you play that in? Is that even possible in the show or in the movie? In the show. Um. So, what if we assume that Coulson is in Avengers Four? Oh, okay. <laughs> that, <laughs> That's not what I thought that was. Going. No, 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 no. Because that that was something that was like being teased before Avengers three that like Coulson will appear sure. and like do something of some capacity. So I don't think they worded it that way, but I think Jeff Loeb was like, "Oh, um, that'll come about in an interesting way." I don't think he said it'll show up, but uh, I don't know. If he could have been referring to him being Captain Marvel. I, for all I know, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but. Well, what were you saying so after what, the assumption? So what I was going to say was, 
assuming that he appears in Avengers Four, they have to build up to it. So either Avenge like either either Shield takes place before Infinity War, like this next season takes place before Infinity War. If Avengers Four is immediate, does that make sense? But if it mm-hmm, yeah. if there's like a full year till Avengers Four in this is confusing. Uh, if there is a full year in the MCU between Avengers 3 and Avengers 4, there's a whole entire season that could talk about Phil Coulson. Like how... I like just had a really... Would, yeah, go ahead. So you're saying Shield Season 6 would take... If there was a time between Infinity War and Avengers 4, Shield yes. Season 6 would take place in between that time period. Yes, and we'll talk about the... And would basically be the leftovers of some capacity... Or kind of like cleaning up the mess. I think that... So, I have not watched the old season 5 yet, but I have read... I can confirm this for me, Chris. That when they get sent into space, they're actually getting sent into the future? They are. Yep. Yeah. You could. They're back in the present now. You could theoretically do that again in season 6, but that's also like literally doing what you just did in the last season. So they they get sent back to the past, and then it's secretly Agent Carter season three. Ooh. Ooh. Well, if they get sent to the nineties with Coulson. <laughs> but if but if it, there's no time jump between Avengers three and Avengers four, and they do get another season, then I think one there is n- no hope at all. Like all hope is lost <laughs> of any God. crossover of any capacity. Because if Shield wants to stick to a consistent timeline, then it won't work. They, I have a stupid joke. Oh, go ahead, uh, Cooper. They did reference Infinity War this past week, I believe, right? It was like, like laughable, right? It it was it was so bad. Like You see that stuff happening yeah. in New York right no, now? No, I don't watch the No, news. I don't really check what? my cell phone. Yeah. Are you serious? You're like Yeah. <laughs> you're you're Daisy, you're running Shield. Like I'm pretty sure you should be up to date on current events. <laughs> There's yes, aliens. Intelligence. More yeah. aliens. Well, and, yeah, they had aliens arrive at Shield Base, and they have no idea that other aliens arrived to like de- yeah. destroy the universe. What a weird coincidence! Yeah, um, and they're not even the same types of aliens. Yeah, I think uh, the the dude who plays Talbot said, uh, "Oh yeah, I think our show will reference Infinity War." Um, I don't know if it's this week or next week. Uh, but my stupid joke was going to be um, if there's no time gap. Um, a potential Shield season six should just be like the last season of How I Met Your Mother, and just take place over the course of a few days. <laughs> or at very worst, it should be like a season of twenty four, and each each episode is one hour in real time. Because <laughs> that's literally the only way you could really do yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they can't work. fire half the Th- cast those are, unless those are actually coincidental- two decent options, but they both have been <laughs> obviously <laughs> done before, and one of them sucked. <laughs> uh, are you afraid how about your mother yes i mean i i like the show i like some i like the comedy and i like the, the stuff mm-hmm. in that season oh yeah i heard the, the last ending the ending awful. sucked yeah. i hated it um and that kids is how i survived thanos's snap <laughs> um, the so... snapping or the snapture the i hope that doesn't catch on um the snapping you can't yeah you can't you can't fire half the cast no. for a whole season. Yeah. Unless you, and you can't say, oh, isn't that such a coincidence that our entire team is the are the only ones who didn't right. get killed by that? I mean, the original uh, Avengers are all 
presumed to be alive. Yeah, so yeah but that's like a th- that makes sense thematically. Like that makes sense thematically. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense um, like with random people on Earth. Also, like it, there's a healthy amount of like newer characters still there, like Rocket, Nebula, War Machine, mm-hmm. Okoye. Yeah, like, I'm missing. Like, there's a healthy amount of like characters who are like new who might like bite the dust, like theoretically. Mm-hmm. It's like you're pulling from those people to like die or leave. Yeah. But we've lost half the humans. Oh god! I know all of I don't them know. are gone. I don't know. It, we, it it really seems about how Shield is going to tie into Infinity War, like in the next two weeks, and what yeah. Avengers and like if there's going to be another season, like if there's going to be another season of Shield, we have to get the title like, and we don't get the title of Avengers Four, and we don't get any plot details of Avengers Four before the season starts or before any. <laughs> Like notes of how the season will be, then all hope is lost. I heard about it a long time. What if they renew it for like a shortened season? They do like last season, season six, it's 13 episodes. It starts in like, you know, January. Yeah, January, February. We'll we'll have the trailer by then for Avengers 4. Yeah, and that way Mm -hmm. it's like they can delay production a little bit until they can be like, all right, we got to figure out how to. Do this whether it's yeah. all done in a day yeah. or whatever. And they'll also, they can also tie in Captain Marvel if Coulson is in Captain Marvel. He is. Uh, it'll definitely address Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, we have to assume that the showrunners have had the Avengers three and four screenplays for quite some time. I think. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe they're conning us. Maybe they're just in it. Maybe they've just been like secretly, really like they've been secretly adding stuff about Infinity War this whole time. And they know what's going to happen in, in Avengers 4. And the end of this season is going to be basically a tie-in to Avengers 4. We won't know it, and it will be And it will be the only public hint of what that movie is about. <laughs> it's actually titled That'll Avengers be, yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Return. <laughs> Avengers Infinity Ward with a D at the end. Avengers <laughs> Pulse and Lives. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, Avengers... Talbot's the key to it all. Um, <laughs> yeah, Graviton Avengers, is the big he, villain and everything. Yeah. At this yep. point, yeah. like, I would be fine with them just calling it Avengers 4, because that's what we've all been referring it to as. Yeah, they're going to call it something else, and it's not going to be as fun as Avengers. Well, actually, there was one that I th- one title, one like hypothesized title that I thought was really cool. Avengers Forever. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I mean, I did... I did reference that in Marvel News Test recently, and I said that as a joke. So, but like, uh, I disagree. There is you. a comic book storyline called Avengers Forever. Mm-hmm. I think that they should save okay. that for their Fantastic Four movie. Fantastic Forever? <laughs> yes. No, I think that would be worse. I'm glad that we are not in charge of any of this. <laughs> God damn it, Feige. Yeah. Um, God damn it, Loeb, rather. Well, yeah. I've had his Wikipedia page up on my me computer, so too. his face has just been staring at me <laughs> for the past hour. His stupid dad face. Like, he's the face of, like, <laughs> your friend's dad who won't let you, like, sleep over at their house. He's the, he's the dad that doesn't know how to make a grilled cheese. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's what? the dad that will drive you to the movie theater and make sure that you only see PG-13 movies. Um, when you're like 16. <laughs> when you're like 16, yes. 
He's like no, the, when you're like seventeen. He's the dad who like tries to have an unhealthy balance of like work life and like spending time with his family, but this doesn't work out. He's he's the dad that builds uh bottle <laughs> ships. Chris, can you sometime on this bottle. episode Jeff Loeb is a dad? <laughs> I'll put that in the but description. Like, but uh, make sure you have to yeah. clarify that if he's the worst kind of dad, <laughs> Thanos is the real daddy. Oh no! <laughs> well, like here's the thing. I don't want to end this episode. With I, that. I know, I know, uh. I know. Um, Chris, we have to have an episode that just details the how Phase Three is about disappointing dads. There's a video on that. Is there a video on this already? Yeah. Did Thomas not send it? Yeah, they, I guess they beat us Dis- to it. I don't know. Disappointing dads. I have not seen that video. MCU. Do they use the exact phrase disappointing dads as Anthony keeps repeating over and over No, again? but they reference dads a lot. It had a really, like, cringy title. like April 26th, themarysue.com. Marvel movies are a universe of terrible fathers. The datification of the MCU. It's um, called... Wait, the video's coming up. It's called... A list of MCU characters with daddy issues. R slash Marvel Studios. <laughs> um, I just I don't know. I feel like I feel like this. All of Phase Three can come down to mentorship and fathers. <laughs> I mean, I feel like those themes were around before Phase Three, but yeah, it's definitely, especially the back to back Ragnarok and Black Panther. That is really hard to deny. Well, like Phase Two is homes being destroyed. Like, yep, yep. Yeah, but Tony's had daddy um, issues since day one, so... So it's basically, well, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. family's being destroyed? No, well, the idea is that mentors are being destroyed. And the reason why we use dads is because a lot of the the main characters' fathers are mentors to the main mm-hmm. characters. Um, they just happen to be dads. Tachaka, also, the inherent male bias in... Thanos uh... are all dads, but also, in some capacity, mentors to their respective children. Um, what else was in Phase Three that I... oh Doctor Strange you have the Ancient One, um, uh, Spider Man Ancient One's everyone's favorite dad <laughs> Spider Man um, Spider Man you have Tony, uh, who's yeah. just disappointing and then before Spider Man what was and then you have Civil War uh, who was the 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 mentor in that one? Well, I I mean it, it, it you had Tony Stark literally like wrestling with his daddy issues yeah. through holograms yeah. in public true, displays true. at MIT. Yep. <laughs> So, and that was the first movie of the Phase Three. Phase Three, yeah. okay, yeah. So television in the MCU. Uh, <laughs> any final Sorry. thoughts? Any potentially optimistic thoughts on how this could work, or are we just all how it could work? Gloomy at the end. Yeah. I mean, I th- personally, I think they've missed plenty of opportunities. Like, how how come May or somebody wasn't on the Helicarrier in Age of Ultron? Yeah. Just like mm-hmm. you know, I know, like I said earlier, like I know Feige doesn't want to just kind of give like winks and nods to the the fans that are like actually watching these shows but yeah i mean at this point i would gladly take something like that just be like oh look you know daisy johnson standing next to nick fury like 99 percent of the people in that audience wouldn't care but the one percent it would mean a lot mm-hmm. and it'd mean a lot to those actors and the people who like do this show so i'm still i mean I'm, i hold out hope that one day we'll get something like that i just i've lost all hope of you know something major of like oh here's daisy and luke cage coming to save the day in avengers 4 like that's that's just not happening that's gone yeah Mm -hmm. um my final words is that i think that the tv shows should do something like doctor who did and i keep bringing this up but like torture torchwood 
uh, the Sarah Sarah Jane Adventures, Sarah Jane Adventures, and Doctor Who all had those two shows all had cameos with the final episode or the second to last episode of uh, of Davies' run and David Tennant's run. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like you didn't see these characters on screen for like more than five minutes. Like it was just quick nods to the fact that these characters exist and are helping the main characters move forward. Yeah. Or like the, they the, were the a pretty doc- big part of those episodes. Yeah, but like I don't think like I yeah. don't think they were like the they weren't the focus. They weren't like like I oh, I saw not. that I yeah. saw that episode and the only character I knew was uh, Sarah uh, whatever her name is Sarah Jane. Sarah, Sarah Jane. Sarah the only Jane. character I knew was Sarah Jane because she was referenced in a previous episode. I didn't sure. know who the Torchwood characters were, but I still understood their their the 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 I would, like the clout that they had in the episode, like the the fact that mm-hmm. these the these characters mean a lot to other people. Right. So, like, if you have the defenders team up with Agents of Shield, it could work. I'm surprised we've never had just a single episode where like they're just they investigate something in New York and like they run into Jessica Jones or something like that and like she becomes like you know like what Constantine mm-hmm. you know, like with Constantine wandering onto air or like something yeah. along those lines. I've seen, I'm always surprised that I've never seen had more that. inconsequential uh minimal crossovers from uh shows that are not on the same network uh shows not even owned by the same company uh interact with each other uh i don't know like why we just don't see that with people that are literally owned by the same company sorry that's just my then that's my final words i'm just i'm disappointed i'm not mad i'm just Okay. Yeah, Back I, to the disappointing dads. Yeah, I think. Is he any? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think like I think I've just. I think there's a I guess adding on to the general mood of like, disappointment and I guess apathy and just sad acceptance. Like I've come to accept that like nothing's going to happen, and like I've just lost. I guess I know it's like I like, have just lost hope, but like as we've talked about like throughout this part, like throughout this episode, like it's it can be easy to do. It's not hard, but like they're just not doing it. And yeah. so I think that, like, acceptance and, like, loss of, like, yeah, acceptance, loss of hope is a pretty good summary of, like, yeah. It's a sad episode. Oh, that's what I said about Avengers Infinity War. Rip. Everyone. I know we're all in like a morning mood after watching that movie, but oh, it still hits you. I look, look. I the second time I saw it was on Sunday, and it's it's Thursday, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Did you cry during that Spider-Man scene? Oh my it's god! Even second like, time. like, mm-hmm. like. I, I feel like I could do like six podcasts on my feeling <laughs> about this. It's not like I oh god. I would be interested in hearing a six-part one-man series of just Anthony in a soundproof room just yelling at a microphone. (laughs) It would literally be tangent upon tangent, and I would go into (laughs) theories about Avengers 4. I would talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel. The TV shows would come up by accident because my brain would just explode. Uh, it It would be a wild time. So uh, stay tuned on Marvel News Desk for <laughs> Anthony's talking to himself in a soundproof room for six Anthony episodes. Anthony with special guest Anthony. Uh, Anthony. A funny thing happened on the way to Anthony's journey to go see Avengers Infinity War for the fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right, let's wrap this damn thing up because we are hitting, we are a little past 75 Yikes. minutes. Yikes! We're hitting yeah. an hour and 20-minute uh, mark. But yeah, that was uh, that was pretty good. I Chris is gonna have fun time editing uh, this one. Woo! Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We didn't even mention like Ike Perlmutter and that whole because oh. whenever someone mentions the crossovers in Reddit, there everyone's like, "Oh yeah, it's all Ike Perlmutter's fault." But I'm, I'm Ike's gone now. My response That's to that too is, big of a stone to turn, turn over. Yeah, I think. yeah. I mean, he's still. We don't know anything blind, about the. But... Yeah, we don't we don't know anything about the corporate politics of Marvel Entertainment and Marvel Studios and Disney. Like, I, maybe it's Luis Desposito's fault. Who cares? Right? Is that his name? Yeah. Maybe it's all it's, his fault. We haven't talked about him. It, no one talks about him, but he's like maybe on every it's our movie. Fault. Yeah. I blame him for all the problems. Everything that's a problem, yeah. I blame him, not Kevin Feige. What? Well, small question. Do you ever envision a future where Marvel Studios absorbs Marvel Television and all of these are fixed? Yes. Oh, yeah. of course. The way that you could. You literally are in a universe where there's a there's a gauntlet that can change reality, and the X Men. No, no, no. I mean the companies. Well, yeah. If the companies do merge, yeah. then in universe can fix all, like can allow these merges to occur. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think you don't even think if it, if they merge. Oh, I, th- I mean, if if they merge, sure. I just don't think that would ever happen. I mean, well, Feige, Feige has so much on his plate already, just planning movies and trying to figure out what yeah. he would do with X Men characters that. If you had to put him in charge of like combing over every you know twenty two episodes of Agents of Shield for a season, he'd like how, his contracts many, his contracts running up. He'd probably not resign if that was the case. How many work yeah. How many work hours does he need to plan that out though? I mean, oh. just am, am I, I am I asking too much of the Almighty Kevin Feige? I mean, I just feel like Feige. If he did that, he would take it so seriously the way he takes the movies and making sure like it's all perfect. Like we never would have had an Inhumans TV show to begin with, but like, yeah, we would have just had the movie. Well, we wouldn't have that even had the movie. Would have, it would just be canceled. <laughs> yeah. Feige didn't want that property at all. So like, really? No, that was, that was like a Perlmutter, like push that into the phase three slate before Feige got out from under him. So oh, like, no. oh, yeah, that makes Inhumans sense. was doomed from the start, oh, but like, man, I don't know. I did not know that. Well, you're learning facts every day here at DC Marvel. <laughs> Dropping some knowledge. Yeah. That's um, what we do. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he can delegate that to someone. Maybe. But um, I I think they're such a massive operation. They're they're very busy people. Um, they're very good at what they do, and to expand their operations at this point, probably probably asking too much. Yeah. But maybe maybe they bring now, more people on board that are. Like, like in our circles, like like relevant. Like we don't have like names. Mm-hmm. Just Kevin. Fe- we don't have a just Kevin Feige. We have other people underneath him that have a lot more power to control certain things, like in the MCU, like timeline consistencies. Uh, mm-hmm. if if the TV shows do merge, is there someone that is underneath Feige that manages the TV shows on a much better basis? Just hire me. Like, do we know this per- Like, if the- if this person exists, we'll know it's that me. person's name. It's me. I exist. Yes, no, it's going to be Chris. Uh... <laughs> Chris will then want- will run Marvel TV. Uh, we'll have all the wonderful crossovers. All the action sequences will just be like the CW. It'll be great. Uh, Cloak and Dagger so I guess Luke yeah. Cage. Sorry, I'm done. Yeah. I'll just end by saying... Uh... 
geez, I hope it. I hope that can work out <laughs> one day. Uh, I still have hope. I'm not. I'm not totally all hope is lost. Remember, everyone had all hope. Believe, all everyone I can't said. It's a phrase you said. All hope is lost about X Men ever joining the MCU. Yeah. All hope was lost about Fantastic Four ever joining the MCU, and all hope was lost about Spider-Man ever joining the MCU. The day I told Anthony about Spider-Man, we were in an auditorium because we were working on a theater show. He stood up on the chairs and he started yelling at everyone who like does not care oh about my this God. stuff. It was it was yeah. a very nice day. I it was, was a wonderful moment. Uh, yeah, that was. And I promise you, when a proper movies TV. Uh, crossover does happen. I will do the exact same thing no matter where I am that given moment. Good. And you can quote me on that because it's on audio and also I have to do it. On the so, soon. It's on the internet, yes. which means he has to do it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Anthony, where can people find you on social media? Follow me at The Pizza Taco on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I post a lot of crazy things, I retweet a lot of crazy things. I'll share some you are crazy i'm pretty crazy uh i'll be sharing infinity war means to the end of time uh (laughs) which are as as a meme uh expert uh they are they are peak they are they are they are really good memes i really enjoy them they're uh yeah they're 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 pretty dank memes i think that they they really encompass what meme culture is yes and it's professor payone of memeology right here it's like a little club where even if you don't if you haven't seen the movie, you can look at it, look at these memes and just be like, I don't understand that. But then I will once I see the movie. And then you'll come out of the movie, look at the memes and just be like, I get it now. And then you're in the club. Izzy, <laughs> would you like to share any social media um, tags, uh, any handles, um, anything that you've written recently that you might want people to read, and would you like to rant about memes for five straight minutes? I didn't rant for five minutes. Um, <laughs> I write for, I wrote a piece for um, my for my college's newspaper, the Tartan, about Infinity War. Um, if you want to read that, it's on thetartan.org. Um, I found my Twitter. It's called um, I'm at Delirilin, D-E-L-I-R-I-L-Y-N. I was in middle school when I made that. So, um, I gave a semi-updated, it's semi-updated recently, it's just a bunch of, like, Marvel stuff, general retweets about my moods, um, some Fall Boy stuff in there, <laughs> some Fall Boy stuff in there, because I'm trash, um, mood, and yeah, mood. I'm a contributor on Marvel News Desk, so I guess keep posted for content from me soon. Imagine all the politicians in the future who are gonna have, like, Twitter handles that were made when they were in middle school. You can change yeah. them for Pete's sake. I know, but like, what if those Twitter just handles does it and just keeps it? Like, oh, whatever. Here's your state Respect senator, them, and man. they have like a uh, uh, baseball boy <laughs> with four eyes, ninety six XXD. Uh, <laughs> uh, Izzy, Izzy, I really liked reading your uh, your Infinity War. Uh, I don't know if it was really a review. It was like a uh, would you breakdown uh, emotional support. You, you were talking about the, you were talking about the experience of going into the movie theater with your friends and watching the movie, and I really did oh, that's awesome. like that perspective. That's of actually it. really nice. Uh, just like how much it meant to us after like all these years of kind of being a social group and watching these, like you know, whenever you watch them, whether you're like you were a kid or you just got, kind of got into it late. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really nice yeah, piece. Thanks. I gotta read it. I gotta read it. I, I will know. send. A, I haven't read it. I'm sorry. I'll send a picture of like the layout and everything. But yeah, like the angle I wanted, the angle and like perspective i wanted to take was that like it's 10 years like this is a 10-year event and like 
this inter like just integrating like my own perspective like how much like it meant and like just building up that like review in general it's like a nice mesh yeah. i will yeah. send that yeah. to the group um, uh yeah. okay also chris can you put that in the notes too maybe we can have yeah i'll put the link in the, yeah. in the notes uh cooper who's been sitting there watching these two <laughs> crazy uh dudes just go on and on and on anthony i'm glad you get to meet anthony because he is a force to be recognized um yeah uh uh social media handles you want to share um if uh, any projects that you're working on anything you want to uh name drop or uh plug in uh you can follow me on twitter at movie cooper uh it's pretty simple um and then if you liked my thoughts here uh, i also do a podcast not just marvel related just all things movies we review movies uh mm-hmm. every single week and then we do like a broader question just like about any movie-related topic, uh, that is called Friends and Film. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, you know, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that good stuff, uh, just by searching that name. And then my writings are on ScreenRant.com. Uh, you can find, you know, news-related articles mainly, but, you know, with Infinity War out, been pumping out a couple of theories and, you know, explainers and stuff. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy those. If you check those out. And I uh, just want to say once again, thanks for uh, letting me stop by here, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. It was great nice having you here. You. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you can follow me at Compenderizer. I'm still on Marvel News Desk. Uh, I write for Flixist and Destructoid. And uh, please, please, my DMs are open for Infinity War hot takes <laughs> because I love hearing the crazy spectrum of reactions to this freaking movie. From the hate freaking movie. to the best movie ever made. To yeah, the this, trauma. It's really a wide range. To the support. This, this movie yeah. is more more divisive than Last Jedi. I will what? say that. I think this movie is... No. no. Do you think no. this movie is... You, no. you don't think so? That's a hot take right there. The Last Jedi was very divisive. From the hate rant that I heard from our friend Sam... Uh, it, Who will be it on just the show seems, at some point. It just seems like there is just... I've, I haven't even heard anything of hate of that magnitude for The Last Jedi. I think it was more. I think the critics were more divided than the fans. I sure. think it's a divide okay. between like love sense. and like like, but I've never heard like hate. People I thought would not like the movie, they were really into it. Yeah, so. I've also met. I've I was also talking to people who've I only think... saw two movies, two MCU movies, uh, Black Panther and Civil War, and they loved this. How do you do that? Okay, I don't know how that wow. works. <laughs> I don't know what their thought process was during half of the fight sequences. All do it all the fight sequences. Why is there a raccoon man? <laughs> Who is this tree? Why Sweet is the tree yeah. only say three words? Yeah, the rabbit. Yeah. Uh so I haven't thought of a sign off like phrase yet, so I'm just gonna say Keep on marveling. Oh god. <laughs> that's really bad. That's that's like really bad. Goodbye everyone. Bye. Bye.